Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep End Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and today we have Dave Nelson, a very, very successful entrepreneur who has embarked on many adventures, many businesses, and now is focusing on flow state. And yeah, I'm really excited to have a chat about some things that some some of the projects that you're working on to in at the moment and also what led you down this path Dave so thank you so much for joining me always a pleasure so yeah tell me about your entrepreneurial history we've had this conversation before but I'd love for my listeners to know who you are and what you're about yeah yeah um so as a failed employee I think by 23 I had it was like 13 jobs in five years. So that was, that's quite a lot of a quick turnaround. Like, um, so I realized at 23, this job thing just maybe wasn't suited to my personality. So, um, you know, really I started like before a real, well, real business. Like I started, I tried doing like businesses that never launched, like made 50 bucks. Like um, I was cleansing juice, like juice cleanse boxes and meant to sell them. But then I, had to, then I realized you had to be up at, 2:33 a.m. juicing and delivering, and that wasn't going to work. And then I um, got, got, I found a, I was in America teaching fitness and stumbled across an American supplement company. And after a few late night drinks, they said, "Why don't you go back to Australia and launch it?" And I said, "Sure." And that was kind of the start of it. Um, so it wasn't my company as such, but I was, you know, ended up being the Australian director of the the Australian leg, and I was there for seven maybe six or seven years and just had an amazing run learned so much it was basically my apprenticeship into business and just had an had an awesome time and and then that sort of run its course and and then I tried doing everything I was you know tried doing way too many things I was launching alcohol companies restaurants but like the whole events too many things just trying to be a serial entrepreneur um, and when you try and do too many things that are not on your path, they all inevitably fell to shit, <laughs> to put it nicely. Um, lost everything, lost all the money I'd made. Um, was just total disaster, like total. I'm making it sound way better than it was. It was, it was an absolute train wreck. Um, you know, if, if six foot under is dead, I was felt like I was 50 feet under. Um, but this was a great thing to happen to me because I had to rediscover who I really was, what are my values, what am I into, what's my purpose, what's my passion, what does the world need? And then I was able to um, get involved or, or commence the, the method of flow state, which I'm doing today. And um, it's uh, just warming up and, and been a fun ride early days. And um, yeah, the, the, the future looks bright early. That's awesome. And it sounds like that you're really comfortable with failure. That's what I'm hearing. Well, at the time I wasn't, <laughs> definitely not. I was like, oh God, why are you doing this to me? I'm a good person, why? <laughs> but now I'm like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was divine. It was perfect. It was as it was meant to be. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have built certain skills and, and learned different lessons without it. You know, I'm someone unfortunately that had to uh, experience the pain <laughs> to learn. I assume that you would have a lot of resilience like you've worked that muscle pretty well considering what you've been. Yeah, through. I think so. I think I'm, I feel like I'm pretty mentally, pretty mentally tough um, now. And yeah, not, not a lot of fear really. Um, Cause I've been through as bad as you can go through in business. So, and, and made it through the other side. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, I would say, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about like being an entrepreneur though, is taking risks. And it sounds like you did that time and time again, and still no matter like, what happened 
also the resilience probably from working 13 jobs up until you're 23 and like going in and around of that like do you feel like sometimes when sitting where you are now do you have little moments maybe this is just me but do you have little moments where you're like oh that's why that didn't work out or that's why that happened it kind of just lands Yeah, absolutely. Like every little thing in my life over the last 20 years now makes sense. Like on a daily, sometimes I go, ah, oh, that's why I met that person. Ah, oh, that's why it was good that that happened. Ah, ah, ah. So yeah, absolutely. So it's like everything does eventually may not meet, feel like it at the time, but everything happens for a reason. It's a bit cliche, but I'm learning. I, I am believing that 100% now. Yep. And so with that, you discovered the Tao. Like what's, what is the Tao and how have you integrated that into your life? Yeah, well, I, I stumbled. Tao is an Eastern philosophy, um, sort of pre-Zen, um, very similar to, you know, Confucianism and, and, you know, that school of thought. How did I come across it? One of my best friends is a, a Tao guru, Tao master, whatever you want to call him. Um, and flow, the word flow, the deepest origins of the word flow is discovered. The concept of living in flow and finding a flow state was first discovered by the Taoists two and a half thousand years ago in ancient China. And, you know, I just really fell in love with the philosophy, the text, the way, and I think we're reading it and understanding it. It's, it's kind of the opposite to how we live, you know? So I think the advice of the Tao has never been more crucial, never been more relevant because of the way people live their lives um, in this day and age. Because um, I've read a little bit into it. Actually, there's a guy called Wayne Dyer. And it, yeah. do you have you heard of him, Dr. Wayne yeah, Dyer? Yeah, he's probably, I listen to his meditation. I've listened to his meditations every day this year, virtually. Yeah. I, I love him. I cried when he died. Yeah. Um, but he has a book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And it's a, like, because there's so many translations of, of this text. Yeah. And it is really cryptid and coded with so much philosophy, you know, and philosophy is up, in my opinion, it's like an interpretation, like how we interpret the symbolicness and the metaphors. And my um, interpretation is there's a massive, there's a synergy between, it's, it's, it focuses on the synergy of being in, in harmony with nature because we are of nature. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a huge core element of it is to learn from nature, observe nature. They observe nature for possibly hundreds of years and and realise, oh, we're part of that same force of nature. We're part of that same circle of life. Um, and they're able to really work with all the forces of nature where modern man tries to force everything, wants it their way, I focus, not the way of all things. So, Yeah. When I got out of the Big Brother house, I was stuck in Sydney for a couple of weeks. And then, so I was in the Big Brother house for like 32 days. And then, so you're in the same, like there's no nature at all. And then, yeah, I went, I went, I went to Sydney. I was, it was in Sydney for two weeks. And then I went to Melbourne and I live in the Sunshine Coast, as you know, that's how we've met. And then I remember being invited out to the hills, like the Dandenong Ranges. Yep, yep. And it was the first time I'd been out in nature for like three months or two months or whatever it was. And I was like, holy crap, I forgot what this feeling right here feels like, this sense of like connection to the earth, connection to the harmony of that, the space around me. And I'm curious if you have any insights on what that is from anything that you've learned 
in the scripts and the the texts. Well, it depends how woo woo you want to go, but um, yeah, I, I am believe- so here for the woo woo. This is the deep end, you know. Yeah. Um, so I believe when you're in in a, the energy, the vibration, the frequency of nature, um, which connects all things, you know, the the breath I'm breathing now is you know, essentially connected to the people in America and, and saying, you know, the water in our ocean here is connected to the North Pole, South Pole, et cetera. So I believe when we're in harmony and we calm down and get out of our heads, get into our hearts and are centered with nature, there's some kind of magic connection to that force. And I don't understand it. All I know is when I spend deep time in nature and say meditate on the top of a mountain is like the, the sweet spot. It's like I tap into other people's energies and connections. And like that day, it always happens. Like my phone will just randomly, people will start, opportunities will pop up. I'll get phone calls from the other side of the planet. So I don't really know, but there's some weird phenomenon that when you're in harmony with nature and your heart rate and your beat and you're at peace and you're in the way of nature, yeah, you're connected to this divine force, this energy and something something crazy connects so it's it's pretty wild it's interesting because like i'm here for the evolution of consciousness and i watched this video i watched this video recently about ai technology and robots and they're starting to actually form their own consciousness and so there's this phenomena of like how do we understand this non-physical thing consciousness like what is it you know it's that and the more I'm learning, the more I'm discovering, the more I'm investigating from my own experience from speaking to people like you and reading these old texts and understanding these ancient, ancient philosophies and studies. There's mm. there's like a roadmap, not so much a roadmap, but there's like there are clues being placed everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the white rabbit. There's signs everywhere. <laughs> oh my god yes 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 and that even you saying that is like such a synchronicity for me and we're like well, that's why i've even got it tattooed now so what? That's, keep your eyes out like it's uh it's like the, it's like the easter bunny instead of leaving chocolates the universe the white rabbit just leaves clues signs in everywhere it's almost like a gang like I, I think the universe when you start to connect with it is quite funny it's like a prankster like it's it's almost got a sense of humor i, I believe yeah i often say that like life is a cosmic joke <laughs> i've heard i've heard life's a cosmic dance and i also love that life's a cosmic do- a joke absolutely yeah i like think so so believe that so since finding i'm um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I is it Dao Tao? Dao or Dao? You know, I think um different. The they're both the same saying. Yeah, sometimes you see it with a T, sometimes you see it with a D. So with the with the with the Dao, um, what changes have you observed in your life since practicing? The Dao? Um, or just a you're just very connected. Do you, so whatever happens, you kind of just trust like anything that's happening to you that you're very agitated by and even like you know i've got certain desires that i'm maybe not able to fulfill and i'm like why this one makes sense it should be flowing there and i just like have trust it, it's wiser than me my my desires um uh you know tainted by ego and wants and voids and all these different things there's this force that when you're connected with it is much wiser so i'm like just have trust don't don't, you know, why'd that happen? Just trust. So I think that's the biggest thing. So that gives you a lot of peace. You're not fighting everything as much. A lot more synchronicities pop up. Like I feel like the, the mailman might as well walk up and go, oh, there's a letter from the towel. It says, do, 
like that's how strongly to it I feel connected. Um, and then on a deeper level, like when you can get out of your head and have this um, intelligence run through you, you've almost got a, a, a guide um, taking you along, along the way with information, with what to do, what not to do. And yeah, it's pretty magical. Yeah, obviously coming from a past where you have experienced struggle and you've gone against the flow and pushed yeah. and pushed and pushed, now you're on the other side. So I want to ask you about yin and yang. How does that fall into this? Yeah, well, you're, on a really basic level, yin and yang, the Taoists understood that the yin and yang creates the two forces of all things, night and day, good and bad, um, positive, negative, feminine, masculine, um, and then, you know, heat and cold, heat and cool. Um, and then it even gets deeper into like the personalities of masculine. Masculine would be quite driven, focused, goal-orientated, planning, slightly forceful, stereotypical, might be not that compassionate. Where the feminine is like, oh, let's, what are you going to, well, the man on a Saturday morning would be like, let's do coffee at 6.15, we'll go to breakfast at 7, I'm going to get that there, and then we'll be at, there by 8.15. That would be quite masculine in nature. And the, the feminine would be like, Oh, let's just see what time we wake up. We'll go to the beach. We'll see what the weather's doing. We'll we'll just see what, what cafes open and just go for a drive. Um, so that's why a lot of male and female clash. And I used to hate the feminine, that energy, because it was like, like, you should be like the masculine. And now I'm like, the masculine's kind of torture. I almost prefer the feminine of just being free. So flow is very feminine in nature. Um, so yeah, it's it's just different ways of observing the duality of all things. That's really cool because I, with the work that I offer and the work that I do with my clients, it's very much about the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. And we embody both. We have both that reside yeah. within us and they both have their place. Like if you yeah. were always feminine, flowy, and just kind of like going with the flow and not really sticking to any structure or containment or container like that, I see like the masculine as being like the... Um, the, the house yep. you know the frame of the house and, yeah and the feminine makes it a home yeah absolutely absolutely yeah neither are good or bad necessarily well, they're both in my opinion they're both good um but out of balance maybe they become not so good like anything in life you know so yeah it's about embracing i think both sides and yeah so with that being said like flow state what are the fundamentals of flow state yeah, well, balance is is inspired by the Tao and one of the reasons it's called flow. So in our physical practice, there can be your, your, your weights, your impact, your heart rate, your your tough, tougher stuff is your yang. It's your impact. It's your compression. It's the muscle building. It's that vigor. But we also perfectly balance that with a class, with the stretching, the softness, the breath, the meditation, that feminine style and finesse. Because with just masculine, if you're very rigid with your body, equals a lot of injuries and pain and soreness and too much heat where too much yin doesn't have enough strength um, and stability. So in perfect unity, you're creating that um, perfect um, sequence. I sh wish I just, well, we've got this on record. I'm like, that should be my uh, next Facebook ad. What is close to that? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I feel like I've, I've watched your videos. I've watched how you move your body and I'm just like, what the fuck? How does this guy do this thing? Like, are you building your strength with weights as well or is it just yeah. total body weight yeah less and less weights but yeah with weights but more and more body weight and then just trying to move with that fluidity that femininity femininity is kind of like how a dancer would move um connecting with the energy and the landing and 
you know, even someone like a, an elite NBA player, they're very fast and powerful, but someone good, they've like Steph Curry, not everyone knows, he's got that feminine soft touch, that connection, that gliding. So you know, if you're too rigid, you're kind of like a bull in a tea store. That would be a great analogy. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're too soft, you're kind of like a fairy that doesn't get anything done. So yeah, it's that perfect unity. Um, and, and, and to be honest, how funny story is how I learned a lot of more to embody the, the more feminine touch was on LSD. I basically become a female body for a couple of hours just to, to this music in bed. And that's where I learned, oh, that's how the body can go. And it was like a bizarre thing. And ever since then, I was able to do yoga a little bit softer and a little bit better. <laughs> I love that. I'm such a fan of psychedelics for healing practices and for like having these massive downloads. And I feel like psychedelics have been misrepresented and the medical system and the industry has taken so long to catch up to where we're currently at in terms of exploring the healing processes, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, I love that in your personal psychedelic experience. You've just discovered this like awesome thing about your body. Movement, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so how, you know, you have flow state, you have what I love about flow state is the aesthetics. I'm yet to come to a class, but I'm going to come to Palm, Palm Beach. I'm going to do that because my partner lives there. So why not? Um, yeah. And yeah, I just feel like, it looks really intimidating because I see the way you move and I'm like, what the hell? How would I do that? I'm so uncoordinated. But I imagine that like you have really awesome trainers in there supporting people. And yeah, what's the experience like? What can people expect if they were to come to Flow State? Yeah, you know, we've got a more beginner class, which is the flow class, a lot easier, um, lots of modifications. Because, um, you know, it was only two and a half years ago, I couldn't sit on a surfboard without my hips completely cramping up and you know, seizing up. So um, stuff, the body can change really quickly with a, with a good strategy. Um, and you're just going to get, it's like anything. If I go for a run today and I haven't run for 12 months, it hurts. I'm coughing up saliva. I'm like, my lungs burn, my legs burn. Do it two or three times all of a sudden. Oh, it doesn't burn so much. You get a little bit of pace. The body doesn't ache as much. So people just have to get through that first, what I call the struggle phase, which doesn't last too long, especially if you've got some muscle memory. Um, but yeah, it's hard to get jump in the deep end and just people are definitely fearful of anything, whether it be starting to run because it'll hurt or meditation because they know their monkey mind will run rampant. No one likes to get through the struggle phase, but after the struggle phase is the release phase. And then you head into what they call the flow state phase, which is the bliss. But most, but to get to the bliss, you've got to go through the struggle. It's one of the rules of, of the science of flow state, which is a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no flow without a bit of struggle and, and adaptation. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you're speaking, I was remembering this really fun fact. They've done some evaluations on people and testing their muscle density. So there, there was a test done on a man at the age of 30 and, you know, doing weight training, weight training, weight training and comparing their body to a man at the age of 60 or 65, for example, two men at 65, one man at 65 continued to do weight training his whole life. And the second man didn't. And they measured the density of muscle. The man at 65 who didn't do weight training had really low density. The man who did do weight training had the same muscle density as the man at 30 years of age. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't use it, you lose it. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah, The body's like smart. If we're not using this, cut it. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so like when it comes to your daily morning ritual and practice, what does that look like? Because you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you've got a lot going on. Do you have your own flow state? I don't consider it enough because I'm often at the studio at like four o'clock, 4.30. So I don't get up at 3.30 to do it. I'm going to walk the dogs and do many things. So I actually find it really hard at the moment to do my own routine. But typically when I have time, it will be to get up, do a bit of breath, do a bit of movement, maybe even a jog meditation music's everything just get the body connecting to that sound freeing the body freeing the mind um and just getting into that peak flow state and i normally can get pretty high like i can almost emulate maybe a high um through that pre-sequence kind of breath coffee um movement like the right music maybe being in nature a bit of dance and yeah you can really kind of um tap into a peak state of some crazy shape or form that's amazing so you've got a flow state venue in noosa well ruchidor and ruchidor sorry we've we met in noosa guys sorry um literally i was actually thinking about the restaurant when i was like you've got a flow state in noosa I was thinking about when we met um yeah maruchidor and palm beach and the gold coast and then you're moving elsewhere where else are you going well, I, I, the, the, the tower looks like it'll take us to America next year, but we'll see. Like a few, few more things have to happen for that. But I, I, I've, it's always been the dream of mine. I think um, there's a great, it's a great, as many flaws and problems as Los Angeles has at the moment. Um, there's a bit of a mass exodus. Um, I still think it's, there's a, it's a great town to, to go and express and, and flourish or flower if you like. And, and really dive deep into that creative expression and that's that's a bit more of the culture where not that there's australia is a little bit more reserved smaller um yeah so i do think it's the right move for me personally for the brand um yeah and i tell you it was a bit quicker than i wanted to like it's still a really new company um finding its feet so it is a little fast but i'm kind of just in in surrender to the tower if the tower wants me to go it's like all right, boss, I'm, uh, I'm on the next plane. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. Um, yeah, how cool, how awesome. And I'm super curious about like, yeah, just, just in terms of like you were talking about this before, you said it was another conversation for another time, but I feel like if we have time, I'd love to talk about it now. Just the flow state phases, like phase one, phase two, phase three, what is that? Yeah, so we'll, the, to get into flow state is more a term of create. What is the flow state first off? It's think of it in a sporting arena. It's that perfect wave, just tearing up and down the wave with perfect style, no fear, not in your head, just living expression. Or it might be an artist just writing that beautiful song and they're just connecting to some higher force. So there's a lot of science behind it. I think it's more spiritual, but spirit's um, very hard to, to measure. So the science guy's kind of a bit lost there. Um, but that's what it is. It's that peak state. But I think we can hit, I feel like I hit flow states in my morning, just sitting there with the right music, thinking, creating in, in a euphoric state, um, which is highly productive, a highly productive state. So they said what they've understood with the science is to get there. And the running is the classic example. I always use, because runners get like a runner's high. So there's four phases. There's the struggle phase. Think of it running. You just, even when you're a bit fitter, that first few hundred meters, the body's a bit sluggish, the heart's not pumping, um, it's just, it hurts, a bit of lactate, whatever. Then once you get through that little 
phase, you go into what's called the release phase. The body adapts, works, gets it all going. Oh, okay, that's not so painful now. And then you get into that next little groove, get into a bit of a flow, and now you get that runner's high, or we'll call that the flow state. And then obviously you run, you, you, you run. there's a recovery phase because all these crazy neurochemicals, kind of like if you're taking LSD or MDMA, you're getting a, not as high, but a high that's going to have a crash. So you can't stay, we all can't stay in flow state 18 hours of the day um, with the neurochemicals won't allow that. So we have to go into a form of recovery, which is why meditation, yin, um, that, that whole thing is restorative. So we need to balance and time our day, if we like, or weeks. Um, you can't be in flow state all the time. Um, so you've got to, you know, I guess, balance it accordingly. Um, you know, and I use a bit of coffee to get me up sometimes, but if I do too much coffee, there's a deep crash that comes with that. And I'm very sensitive to these energies. And, and you know, at first you start crashing and you, you hate it, where now you just understand it's, it's basic science, it's forces of nature, yang and yin type thing. Um, but yeah, so that, and that can be like as a, a writer, a writer can kind of sit there, they can't quite focus, they get a bit going, they just keep pushing through and they can maybe find that flow state and find the beat. But also I think like to really, that's what there's ways to trigger flow state scientifically, like block out time, no distractions, no phone, the right music, like whatever. And they're all true. They work and they're obvious. But I just think if you're really connected to spirit, you're in a state of just the right mindset, blissful state, accepting, um, surrendered, you can tap into it way, way more easily. Where if you're just an angry person, you're agitated, you're attached. Why is this happening to me? Why won't that person do that? I don't see that person getting into flow state and the science hasn't really discovered the mental and the spiritual game and its effect on it yet, but it will. Yeah. I love that. It's like, I resonate with that so much, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, I can feel the difference between when I'm pushing for something that doesn't feel aligned or doesn't feel like energetically, you know, I'm not energetically available for it in that moment. And also it is because of that, phase the struggle phase where I'm like okay I'm resisting 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 once I get started though and I build up that momentum, yeah, momentum. That through that struggle phase that's when I start to feel the the high the bliss getting stage three you were saying earlier it's like yeah. the bliss stage the yeah. flow state yeah the bliss molecules running high and yeah getting those hits of dopamine fulfilling you know satisfied and getting gratification for completing things or getting through it it's amazing yeah, yeah. it's very cool it's a cool feeling yeah i love it um yeah flow state is such an incredible incredible um entrepreneurial vision and i'm curious like you want to take it to america what is the impact that this that flow state has had on your clients? Well, well, physically, it's been amazing. I, I, like our clients have been there for 12 months. They kind of look like they're, yeah, they could all run a yoga class tomorrow. So it's, even though we're only doing 10 minutes of yoga a day, yoga is inspired even a lot of the weights that we do. So their yoga accelerates really quickly because we do a lot of weights that are very yoga style moves, which is a topic for another day. But um, yeah, so physically, um, it's just moving like you look like between an athlete and a yogi, which I think is like the ultimate hybrid of how to how you want to look. Like you want to look athletic and still be strong, but if you could move with that flow and style of a yogi, like you've hit a home run physically. Um, but yeah, mentally, like one of the biggest feedback things that people say is, um, you know, the, the, the breath strategies, the meditation strategies, the mind strategies we learn is something I bring into my day. 
and um, yeah, it's helped immensely. So yeah, on, a, on a, that side, but really like yoga, yoga's got a deep philosophy of self-actualization and self-improvement. So does flow. It's designed to, to get you in flow state, to, to change your neurochemical balance, to get this chi, this prana just buzzing through the body, open up your meridian lines, get you combining that power and flexibility. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all those things. And yeah, the ones that really um, stick to the practice, the results are crazy. It's, it's cool to see. And we've used like some, all our members in the last video clip we did were three of them. There was me and three members. So they weren't, weren't like, paid models or actors or whatever athletes though actually you know have, have been training at flow and you would think they're uh you know paid athletes slash slash um models or whatever you want to call them that's awesome i'm definitely coming i'm in the gold coast like my partner lives in palmy so i'm there every second week and i'm there mondays doing work during the day anyway from cafe so i'm just gonna I'm coming. I'm coming this Monday. I think you'll end up wanting to do like a, I don't know, a female dance embodiment workshop or something because the vibe's cool. Like it's we're, we're, the vibe now, we just fix the lighting. Like it is like, uh, I say it's the, the vision was kind of like a New York bar meets Balinese spa, concrete jungle kind of vibe. So it's, it's cool. Oh my God. It's so sexy. The mood lighting, the golden, like it just feels like it's like sandstone for anyone listening. It's so hot. And if you want to, if you want to check it out, I'll include all of Dave's handles in the bio, but yeah, just absolutely stunning. You know, like the, you know what I love about it is like, it feels like, yeah, like you said, that Balinese tropical kind of it, but it's really earthy. So it feels yeah. really grounded. Yeah. That was and also I love the mood lighting because I've been at gyms and I've been at all these other different like hit trainings. I will not name names, but like there's other hit training kind of style of um, what's it called? There's other, there's it's not just hit trainings, yeah, you feel like you're in a hospital as far as the lighting yeah all this white light it's just bleh, not a fan yeah. um yeah. yeah i'm so excited to explore this and i love that you've integrated the Tao and you've integrated some of these philosophies and principles that i'm really passionate about and i love that you love wayne dyer as well um is there the funny else? story is i randomly eight years ago was at a friend's house they're very wealthy and we're walking around. We never, walk, I went to their house a million times and we never walk around the neighborhood. I can't remember why, but we're walking around their neighborhood, which never happens. And anyway, they go, oh, that, that's Wayne Dyer's house. And I knew who he was, but never really got into it. I was like, oh, cool. And now he's probably the greatest influence on my life all these years later. So I look back and go, oh, that, we were, uh, for some reason, there was an energetic, like the Tao wanted me to pass there that day. And, and he died maybe a year later. So it was quite funny. Well, sad, that's but- like, that's a little white rabbit. That is a white rabbit just going, uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. And what was his house like? I'm so curious. Oh, it's worth like 25 million US. <laughs> so he, he wasn't living the Dow. I could be the hot tip. He was hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, my God. So I looked up to, yeah, he taught, like, I remember listening to his stuff and he would say things like, I sold everything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think he sold all his stuff inside his palace. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think there's anything wrong with owning a nice house and living well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because it's a little bit against the Dow. They're, like, very minimalistic and, um, yeah, don't own anything or type, type not own anything, but, yeah. But you no, can no get job. earthly rather than material. 
Yeah, yeah, they would always want to live in the mountains. They, they always lived in mountains and water. They understood there was a deeper connection and higher chi levels available in those areas. Yeah, my vision is to have like a house in the jungle, but like bifold doors, only ceiling and roof. Yep. Bifold doors all the way around. So like when it's warm, just no doors, just completely immersed in nature. Yes. Yeah, just a little dream there. But um, yeah, Wayne Dyer, I've really looked up to him. Actually, he's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I do. I've, I've always dreamed of talking to the masses and having a really large platform and speaking to heaps of people the way he did. And, you know, it's different in 2022. We've got technology to that's available to us but like to be able to channel on stage the way he did he never prepared for any of his talks he just was allowing yeah yeah um yeah anything else that feels alive for you that like you've experienced on your journey that you think that people who are listening and maybe wanting to go down the entrepreneurial route or route or um yeah, I feel like you're such an inspiration because you've you've tried and tested and failed so many different things and now you've found something that you are in flow with. Like what advice, actually, I have a question. What advice would you give the younger version of yourself? Uh, yeah, it would be to try and separate what's sort of um, ego-driven versus what's your path. Like, I, unfortunately, I was just wanting to make money and be successful and things. And, and that wasn't really my path. Like, so I, I you know, if I could have known earlier, um, you know, to, to do what you love and are in your passion, your purpose, you know, a bit of a cliche, but yeah, you try and try, it's always hard to figure out what, what am I being driven by now? Am I driven by what's pure and what's my path? And it, it is pure in its essence of what I'm after, or is it filling my voids? You know, am I chasing, money because I was poor or was I am I trying to get um you know to sleep with heaps of women because I had a didn't when as a child or didn't have a relationship with my mom so little things like that nothing not you know if, if you want to go sleep with women that there's nothing no judgment but is that your path I would assume that's not maybe you know you maybe you'd hope there's a bigger path than just sleeping around you know so that would be an extreme example of of what to live your life by and really find what lights you up um, spiritually and is a value add, I guess, to the world. Because I think everyone's spiritual journey will, um, it's the circle of life. It helps everyone. It's part of the greater ecosystem of evolution and raising consciousness, as you mentioned. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, but I guess, you know, the, owning a bar probably has very little spiritual evolution, but people need to have a good time and want to have something to release. So I don't think that's a bad thing either. So yeah, it's a really hard one to, to find but i know for me i needed to do something more meaningful just because it's my skill set or path or way and and being able to find that earlier would have been great i think it comes down to fulfillment that's what i'm hearing you know like heart-centered fulfillment is where it's at because people can have and you hear about this all the time and this is like the negative lens that some people wear when they think about money or they think about you know the world that we live in and the social structures that we have in place to support the money system that we need in order to keep the order in place for our societies. But what I'm, what I'm noticing is that like people who have money and aren't living heart driven, purposeful, um, you know, passionate things or purpose, basically they're not in their passionate purpose. They're doing something that is not in alignment with their truth they're genuinely not happy. So I think that's where money doesn't buy happiness. But 
when you do what you love and you're not even thinking about the money that you're making from it because you're doing it because you love it and you're that dedicated and that determined and that committed to it and disciplined, that's when the money just comes. But it's really hard to break those, those yeah, patterns. Yeah, when you push too hard and you chase stuff, uh, you often push it away. I, I don't know why the universe is set up that way, but, um, yeah, like for me, even you now with flow, like I've never tried less to expand and I've got more opportunities coming since that shift. It's, um, yeah, like I'm, <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a really awesome chat. I love your energy. I love everything about what you're doing in the service that you're offering people in the world. And I really hope and I imagine, you know, it will just skyrocket and end up in the US and just keep booming after that. That's the plan. No, thanks for having us. Always love our chat. So good to get it on record or record it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see you whenever I next week. But um, yeah, I love our chats too. They're always fun. If we go always, deep. Always interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so guys, I'll catch you on the next podcast. And thanks for tuning in.